good people who have traveled from villages near and far. Lend me your ears. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? What's up, Miss Tasty? What's up, what's up? Hi there, nice to see you. Bumblebee tuna? Bumblebee tuna! Hello, S-Man Tooth. Hello, evening news team. You are now listening to another edition of the Nothing But Real Reviews and More podcast. Welcome to the Goody Room. Their ability to open is f***ing heroic. And now, with your permission, I'm going to do my stuff. What are you going to do? I'm going to do the best I can. Thank you for listening, everybody. This is another edition of Nothing But Real Reviews and More. I am your host today, Mike Lucas, and joining me is Steve Rushall. How you doing? And Brent Friget. Oh, hiya. Uh... (laughs) Caught me off guard with that. Oh, hi, hi. How are you? How are you? Don't you know? Um, I'm going to do the whole episode like that. I <laughs> bet it lasts about 10 minutes. Probably not even that long. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it didn't, didn't last that long. You hung on to it there at the very end. Uh, we have, if, if you're wondering, Brent's doing a uh, Canadian, Minnesotan, Northern accent, whatever you want to call it, because the episode today is Fargo, yeah. So we have uh, a, a review of the movie Fargo. Yes, we do. Why did I say that? Like, a <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Like I'm talking yes, to a baby. <laughs> yes, we do. Sorry, eh? Sorry, eh? Um, we have a review of Fargo. We're um, I'm gonna lecture these guys on why they should see Star Wars because we had a, a mini review on Monday's episode, and you guys weren't in the room. It's not posted yet, so there's there's no reason or if there's no way to, for you to have heard all of the good points about Star Wars. So the point is, you should go see it. Mm, okay. I mean, you're already going to go that, see it anyway. Is that, is that um, your lecture of no. us? No. <laughs> um, I will, I will <laughs> no. get very... Excuse me? No. Young man? It's <laughs> it's a movie that I'll, I'll see. I just really haven't had the chance I haven't yet. even seen Rogue One yet, so... Hmm. Yeah, God, you told us that <laughs> in the group chat. And I was like, what? How? I just had had no need to go it's, or want to go see it. It's on Netflix. I know it is. It's, it's been on in, Netflix. It's been in my watch list for like six months. Aaron Aaron always says like how bad the movies on Netflix are, and I'm like, they they, got, they keep adding new things. Yep, they add and, new things all the time. Take stuff off all the time. Right, like well, they're gonna lose a lot in the, a little the, bit. They're gonna lose a lot. Disney, a little bit. The British Baking Show. I mean. British yep. baking show. Is British that what it's called? Chopped. It's like the British Baking Championship or something. Uh, really? That's actually pretty interesting. Carrie w- makes uh, Carrie watches it. Yeah, and it's, that's not something you would go out of your way to watch. No. Don't let him lie. <laughs> he got Carrie on to it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no, that was she was watching it. And I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting, dude. Honestly, my mom, I like to bake. It's fun. Every once in a while, my mom watches uh, Chopped, and I'm like, damn. Chop's a good show. Or or a Cutthroat Kitchen. Have you seen Cutthroat? Yeah. Some of the things they make is just amazing. Yeah. Cutthroat is, I think that's, is it, am I thinking of the right one? Where Cutthroat's they, the one where they like have money and they can buy yeah. sabotages. Yeah. The, like this one, Whoa. this guy was on a teeter totter. With another guy. Yeah. Like they had to like, oh, I need to, cause they had like their ovens were like on shelves and like the shelves were above the oven. So it was like, they're 10 feet in the air or whatever. Were, were they, and they're like, I need to put some in the oven. So the guy would like move to the left and then it would go down. Were they like at least the same size? Not just like one really big guy. So the other guy just stuck in the air. The they were time. similar, but uh, yeah, I one was bigger than the other. Like, I, I don't even remember. And, the, one, so and the bigger ago. guy stayed down for a very long time. It, it was, there's, there's so like, like sometimes they have to cook like only on tennis rackets or something like it. The, it's just it's really clever. Anyway, this was a really weird tangent. This was we a digress. Really, yeah, but 
Watch Cutthroat Kitchen, Gem of the Week, <laughs> or British <laughs> we were Breaking talking Show. About Netflix, so it yeah, ties right. In. That 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 totally ties it. Okay, golly, <laughs> we have a great show, Fargo. Um, but before that, I'm gonna lecture these guys about Star Wars, and uh, I mean, I think that's that's all we have on the docket for this episode. So, <clears throat> Star Wars, it's good. It's good. End of lecture. Oh, right. <laughs> no, right. we we were talking about it, and this is it expands on the Star Wars universe. It does a lot of things right. It is a little long, but is it a good pilot? Mm. Mm. We we talked about that actually. Not once did they say that. Well, how are we supposed to know if he's a good pilot? Because or not? they actually allow you to see all the amazing things that Poe Dameron's doing. Oh. So they didn't tell you; they showed you. They showed That's you. That's what they should have done in Episode Seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, and uh, I thought it was pretty amazing because, like, there were some bad exposition parts. Is, I was like, oh my god, huh? Did they kill Phasma in Seven? I don't remember. No, no they didn't. Really. They did. She's does she, back. Does she have a big part? Uh she's no, Boba Fett. Like Boba Fett never had a big party. She but she's people... Boba Fett. She I mean not 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 like in the Boba Fett. Oh my god, she's not a bounty hunter. She, she puts, has like yeah. she puts Han no, and no I completely wasted. Yes, she puts Han into <laughs> it. Yeah, the what is that? Okay, what's it called? Kryptonite. <laughs> what's it called? Kryptonite. Brett would know. It's carbon. There you go. Yeah, yeah that's right. Something you said. Carb- kryptonite. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay. He said kryptonite. Yeah. Carbon dioxide. But no, uh, <laughs> but no, as what I mean as in like she's Boba Fett is that it's a character that you see in looks the background. really cool, but really doesn't ever do anything, but people still love him. Yep. That's, that's, that's Boba Fett or that's Phasma. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think Shane said his pick for, in, I guess three weeks from now. Cause we're skipping yeah. uh, Christmas and New Year's. So Star Wars Episode Eight will be, or sorry, Star Wars: The Last Jedi, will be uh, yeah, reviewed. They, uh, our first show of the new year. That might be a big one because we are we all gonna do that one. I think we're gonna try to get everybody on it. So I, th- I think I think we can split up some mics. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean that's what we used to just do. so everybody can get their opinion in on it. And yeah. it's a big well, movie. you know, McNeil it's the first and big Shane movie. And McNeil and Shane and Aaron are gonna say the most because McNeil oh, they always and do. Shane, you know, get hard-ons for Star Wars, and you know how much Aaron hates Star Wars. So. Well, I don't think he'd hate, he's going to hate this one as much. I'll I be honest. S- I think you need to find the uh, God, the Lonely Island Can bit I? where it's uh, up, boner alert. <laughs> Dude, I wish we had sounders on the show, too. I was like, wait, can we say that? I said hard-on, and then he said yeah. boner. Can yeah, we you say can that? say boner. I, I looked at the list. It's not on the list. You can actually so. say, like, any of the penis related words aside from the c word i think oh you know i don't know i i, I think okay. podcasts have different from radio because well no yeah we honestly we can say whatever the hell we want because podcasts have we just we very follow different. our own yeah rules yeah it's just like let's let's be somewhat nice yeah. you know it makes sense some people a little pc yeah but anyway <laughs> i was <laughs> All right, we so, keep talking about different yeah. stuff. Yeah, golly goodness, this is a great sense. episode. We need so somebody far. to reel us in, man. Yeah, Where's well, Aaron? I'm, right, I'm there's no, get there's, back, there's get no back. structure. I usually, you know, I just go off on tangents, and people like have to like, y'all just go along with me. I like, yeah. It. <laughs> this is the Mike Talk Show Hour with Stephen Brent. It it works out well. Uh, okay, Fargo, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, point of actually, my lecture was go see Star Wars. Oh yeah, I thought you didn't okay. want us to see it. 
No, I do. Okay. Yeah. Fargo, yeah. Rated R. Hour 38 minutes long. Crime hard, drama. Hard R. Hard R. <laughs> Jerry Lundegaard's inept crime falls apart due to his due to his and his henchmen's Oh, that makes sense. Bungling. Due to his and his henchmen's bungling and the persistent police work of the quite pregnant Margie Grunderson. What was that, Margie Grunderson? Uh, written and directed by Joel and Ethan Cohen. It stars uh, William H. Mace, Steve Buscemi, Peter Stormare. Macy. Macy. Yeah, Peter H. Mace. Okay. <laughs> what? Uh, and who is the... I can't think of her Francis name. Francis McDormand. Thank you. Francis McDormand. Uh, any other names that I am? I didn't even hear who you said after William H. Macy. He said H. Mace. Buscemi, William H. Macy, okay. uh, Peter, Peter Storm- Stormare, mm-hmm. and Francis McDormand. Those, those, are, those, those are, are like the ones who got the most screen time. But yeah. And then uh, I'd say after that, it's that Harv Presnell who plays Wade. The the father. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure of his name. The film gets a 93% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, giving it an 8.7 from critics. Audience, also 93%. I'm not even going to try to convert 3.9 out of 5 to 10 <laughs> on a 10-point scale. Critics' consensus, seven, violent... 7-8. Thank you. Violent, quirky, and darkly funny, Fargo delivers an original crime story and a wonderful performance by McDormand. I honestly think... It's a wonderful performance by pretty much everyone in this oh, film. Oh, yeah. There, I don't oh, really yeah. think I, there was any weak spots. Um, I think we've talked about this before on one of the podcasts before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Buscemi is a very underrated actor, mm-hmm. and he is behind Francis McDormand. He is the best part in this movie. Oh, God. Just easily. his acting is amazing. Easily. I mean, he might be, as they say in the movie, a goofy-looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. How? What, how? Uh, <laughs> just, just generally just goofy. Generally speaking, you know, <laughs> he's a very well, good actor. The small guy and the big guy. <laughs> oh goodness, yeah. No. And uh, I was watching. The, so this is the first time I've seen this movie. And Peter Stormare, I was like, I've seen that guy before. Yeah, he, I know what he is. He yeah. is in Armageddon. Yeah, the Russian cosmonaut. Space Cowboys. And he is the kicker. From the replacements. No, he's not. Is he? Nope. That's that's uh, somebody else. I can't think of his name. But that's it's not. Really? That's not him. Yeah. Ah, oh, they look the same. <laughs> oh, the it, kicker from the replacement. Wasn't he blonde? Yeah, but this guy was blonde in this movie. In this movie, he was. And because, but yeah, he's, he's the guy in Armageddon. Swedish. The guy in the replacements is, is actually. Um, I think he's actually Welsh or something like gotcha. he is in that movie, but. Yeah, it's not the, that guy. That guy that you're thinking of in the replacements, he is in a lot of stuff too. I just can't. I can't think of his name. I'll, I'll do some digging and we'll, we'll find it. So, have you guys seen this movie before? I had not before this, and that was the reason why I picked it. I'm. I haven't either, and I'm glad. What about you? I think I had seen like parts of it before, but I like it would just be like a random part, like like the part where he's in the dealership talking to the cop. Like I had seen that part before, and. The part with like the wood chipper, I've seen that before, but like I don't think I've ever actually seen the movie, you know, as a whole. So that this is I would technically be my first showing, but like oh. I also knew everything that happened before I saw the movie, so I wasn't like surprised by anything. Sure, because it is based on a true story. Eh, no, it's not. They came out and said that they just made that up to try to get more interesting interested into it. 
Now they took some elements that maybe actually happened, like uh, some guy. I read this, and basically, some guy did hire two guys to kidnap his wife or to murder his wife, not kidnap her. But like, he actually hired one guy who hired another guy, and they messed it all up. So that's kind of like the whole they mess everything up. They took that element, and then I heard about. The wood chipper that actually happened, I guess, with some guy and his wife. So they took elements of stuff that really happened, but the story itself isn't true. Interesting. I don't like <clears throat> this movie now. Oh, I'll so, be honest. So I'll go with my first thoughts on this movie. Seeing it, um, I think obviously very well written movie. They won an Oscar for it. Um, I just thought some of the lines and some of the acting were very good uh francis mcdormand obviously won an oscar for this movie yep very good um steve buscemi's good um the one thing that really did catch me off guard um was the accents in this movie um it kind of was like the head tilting like this is it's it was really it seemed really over the top acting with the accents um but that might the have just been the, the Canadian and yeah. like the northern like accents. they'd be like oh don't you know yeah and it just it, I love that though it was it was it was funny but it just caught me off guard when I was sure when I there, was first hearing it there are certain places up north though like in Minnesota and stuff like that where they actually do sound like that well, so, yeah because like in some of the people like the real smaller characters like uh, I think like the hookers that she's talking yep. to I think they're actually from Minnesota. And like they kind of pattern some of their speech off of those two. So well, I could see it, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I understand. I worked with the hockey team here, uh, which you you do a lot of recruiting from the Great North. And they have Minnesota and Canada and North Dakota, and all of them are like, "Oh, sorry, eh? got you." <laughs> and it is just mm-hmm. like I sit here and I laugh thinking of hearing it, and I'm like, "It's that's how they talk. It's yeah. nothing different it, than a." New York or a Boston accent or a Midwest accent yeah. for that matter. Oh jeez, <laughs> matter, matter. I've never heard anybody in Nebraska say matter. What's the matter, you? Yeah, what's the matter? What's the matter? You know, I heard that. Uh, <laughs> was there anything else to go no. with your? Okay, so I, my first thoughts on this film are, yeah, gosh, it seems like rudimentary. Seeing other Coen Brothers films, this is obviously one of their earlier ones correct yes yeah it was like what, i'd say 92 about two this is, this is i'd say about this is middle really I, I don't i'll have to go to back through their filmography but a lot of it um like the cut the fades to black the cuts to black it just i felt like there was better ways to do this and then there were a lot of like dissolves in between the scenes and stuff and I don't know. I think I think they learned a lot moving forward because you don't see a whole lot of like. I don't yeah. think there are fades of black in the big. Lebowski. I think that could have been, um, like you said, it's because it's one of their first movies and they're learning from the process. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> but if you see some of their newer movies, it's it's not really the same as that. But I didn't really have a problem with it. But I'd see that I'd see your point of view that it it could have been a lot better. This is their fifth full movie and it looks like sixth i lied so like what was before this like raising blood simple. arizona or something like that raising arizona blood simple which i haven't seen raising arizona but blood simple aaron says, i love that movie. aaron says blood simple miller's crossing that movie is a great movie. barton fink are amazing really i haven't seen any of them but 
Aaron says they're all really Dude, good. I might pick Blood Simple. I don't that, think I've ever seen that one. It, it's the, the the premise of Blood Simple is like there's just a small murder and is it simple blood? It, like mm. it's it's like such a simple like thing that people overlook and yeah, like it's 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 a very interesting film. I gotcha. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I, I just I don't know. It just seemed like th- th- it could have been told a little bit better and yeah, I got what you're you saying. know what I mean. Like it, yeah. it just kind of interrupted the flow with me a little bit. So that's what my thought was. But acting. Amazing. I oh. love this story. Finding out that it is not true is a little heartbreaking, so thank you, Brent. Well, sorry. Like <laughs> well, I said, they took elements I, that were I, true, so I mean, they it, yeah. it's like an episode of Law & Order where they take something that right. kind of happened, but they're like, yeah, we're going to totally just right. tell the story the way it didn't happen. Side tangent, really quick. Have you guys seen John Mulaney stand up while he's talking about Ice-T in Law & Order? No. No. Oh, my God. He says, in every episode of Law & Order, you get Ice-T saying something. Like, like he's confused and he's hearing about it for the first time. It's like, Ice-T, you're in the special unit case. You've been doing this for years. And every day you're confused about something new. Like, what? They're they're using cat litter and they're smoking it? What? It's just, he does it so much better than I do. But uh, I hope so. <laughs> John Mulaney's, dude, it's so funny. Anyway, I looked up the story of Fargo. And there's basically two parts that are are true. A guy was defrauding General Motors and he was using the VIN numbers and stealing it and blah blah blah. So there's there's your gotcha. your main part of the beginning. And someone in Connecticut killed a man and put their body or killed a woman, sorry, and put their body into a wood chipper. Yeah. So that's everything in between is pretty much fake. Well like what I read is there was also like the story of the Two guys trying to sure. kill the guy's wife. So I mean, I maybe well, well, right, and that's oh, excuse me, <coughs> and that Sorry. that could very well be true too. That was just according yeah. to this one website. So. Yeah, like when I saw that at the beginning, I say it was based on a true story. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But then after the movie was over, I did the same thing. I was like, how much of Fargo was actually true? Because you right. know, when they say based on a true story, it's well, like what was the movie the The Strangers? You know what yeah. I'm talking? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. With like, oh, it's based on a true story, and it's like, oh, yeah. Someone broke into the house next door when I was a kid. I was like, what? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, so, yeah. like, you could say based on a true story, but most most movies that are based on a true story, it's like, how much is it actually right. on it? Like, maybe 5%? Right, and we, and we learned this again when uh, we watched that uh, Benedict Cumberbatch movie with World War II oh, and the, the oh, computers. Crap. Yeah, what was that movie but called? I apparently, the Imitation Game? Yeah, yeah, the Imitation Game, yeah. And it was, I looked at this this thing, uh, I can't even remember what it was, but it was like 80% not true. And I was like, mm. wow. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, God, where are we? Yeah, I don't know. Tan- Aaron, come back. We're listening. Yeah. <laughs> so one of, the, one of the things I I thought was great about this m- movie is just the bungling of Steve Buscemi and Peter oh Stormare's. Oh, my God. Like, every time they go to do something, something happens. Like, when they first go to, like, kidnap his wife, you just see Stormare's character walk up, and he's like looking through the window, like searching, searching through the window <laughs> while she's sitting on yeah, the couch, just, just like staring uh, at. While him. she's like staring at it, and then he like just straightens up, like just blasts the window, and then she's like freaking out. And then all of a sudden, Bishemi just breaks down the front door, and they're both trying to chase her to catch her. It was Dude, just that. This is like there's not a whole lot of action in this film, but when they did have action. So well. Oh yeah. It was done so well, and then everything in between, like your your simple dialogue, 
Oh my god. The I was cracking up. The back and forth between uh the two kidnappers is great. Even though uh Peter it's, doesn't I don't yes! well, I don't can't remember his name in the movie. It's like Gerard or I don't know, some yeah, it's foreign it's name. hard to say. But like he basically says nothing and Buscemi is just going off and he's like, You don't talk? Fine. I can be silent too. We can do this that's, silent game. We can just be silent. That's silent treatment. Yep, we, can was great. silent. we can just be silent. Because there was like three minutes where he's like, I'm I'm fine with being silent. I could do it. Yeah, I, I, I could do it. The, the interaction between them is great, even though Buscemi is really the only one ever talking, and it's just because of the facial features and like, right. them staring at each other, and it's just like I said that their chemistry, I guess, would be great, even though I think combined they probably had like 200 lines of dialogue, and 198 of it was Buscemi. I think I, yeah. I think I read that uh, Stormare's character had maybe. Five or fourteen lines of dialogue, and like ten of them were like one-word answers. Interesting. What do you, What do you think he did? Like when his his agent walks up to said, "I have a script for you." Well, at that point, he well, I know wasn't he's not. Really, I mean, he's I not don't know what a, he had been in before that, but like he's has a chance to be in a movie. And sure. I mean, no, and I I mean, but like like he's been working so hard to become a, like a professional yeah. actor, and like your agent gives you a fourteen. Yeah. line script and you're like well like well, you're, you're i guess you gotta part. say hey you know use your acting ability with well it doesn't look like he had many movies stuff. before this a lot of uh tv movies TV overseas series and yeah over so, I mean, foreign films he probably figured this was his opportunity to he because he had a decent amount of camera time he just didn't really talk much yeah. which mm-hmm. worked for the character if that character talked too much then you know it's oh you know it's it, it adds to the the mysteriousness of this character because they don't give you like any backstory on him, he's just a friend of Buscemi, who you know you don't get a whole lot of backstory on him either. But I I don't know. I just I this is a very character driven story, in my opinion. Yeah, and well, like with backstory, I mean they really only get into too much backstory with uh, you know Macy and his family mm-hmm. and the and Marge. But I mean. Really, that's even with Marge, they didn't do a whole lot of backstory. Well, we a lot of it was more. <clears throat> I think I read that some of that was it, like, taking taken out. There was him and Norm. Her and Norm were supposed to have a backstory where they were both former cops, and that they only one of them could be a cop. So interesting. This is what I read that she was the better cop, so she ended up being the cop, and then he went to go. What, painting? He paints stamps. Paint stamps or whatever. Yeah. <coughs> and yeah, he's just really trying to get into that stamp one. I got it to the what, two cent one or three whatever. Cent one. Three yeah. cent stamp. one. But everybody buys the 29 cent one. So. Oh, no, which, I'm so proud of you. Which, do they even make three cent stamps anymore? I don't no, know. They're, I think they have just forever stamps. Wow, man. What the hell? I don't think I've ever bought a stamp in my life. I've bought, I had to buy stamps <laughs> twice. <laughs> And both times I, I was like, I need stamps. <laughs> I need stamps. Um, twice this year, I have bought over well, 100 stamps. Well, this I guy mean, bragging about his stamp yeah. collection. Yeah. <laughs> that's for well, that's for different things. I had to though. send out invitations and stuff. So I mean, yeah, in your lifetime, you'll you'll, you'll buy stamps and I'll buy stamps just, twice apparently. Yeah, yeah. Just well, for it's, various occasions. They're not people don't mail stuff as much like. 
Did you it's say about, Mel? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. all about email. You got and email stuff like and that. stuff. So, now, I mean, so nobody really, really sends anything like that anymore. Like, write a letter and send it right. to somebody. Nobody right. Like, no one has pen you pals. Know, I'm going to write you a letter, Mike. <laughs> go ahead. We're all just going to write letters. And go ahead. I had a girlfriend for a while that would, like, when she was going, when she would go on trips, she would send me postcards and it would be, like, kind of gibberish written on the back. It was just, like, a made up backstory of, like, visiting family in the farm from the 1700s and stuff. It was funny, but, you know. Outside of that, I don't know. I can't tell you when the last time I received a letter was. Besides a bill. Mm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and even those I just throw in the garbage. Yeah, nobody pays those. Right. Yeah, you don't have to Everybody pay does it online them. now. Mm-hmm. Well, I just Wait, don't. What? Yeah. What? If, you don't, if you don't open them, you don't have to pay them. That's the rule, right? True. And that's advice from nothing but real <laughs> reviews and more. I went bankrupt because of you guys. We're not accredited lawyer or <laughs> yeah. banking service. Do not take any advice. <laughs> That was the disclaimer. <laughs> Back on track. No, I don't know. Where were we? We were I talking don't. about acting. Acting yeah. was great. Acting was great. I mean, William H. Macy, I always thought was underrated too. And in this movie, he did right. a great job. I, I was kind of wondering, like, he's had such a weird career arc. You know, like. But I think he's never been, like, the leading character besides this movie. And I, outside of this, I, I wouldn't. He's a really good supporting character. Yeah. Sure. Wasn't he in uh, Wild Hogs? Yes, he was. Yes, yes, he was. <laughs> a lot of movies. He's been in a lot no, of movies. No, I was thinking, what well, didn't, uh, <clears throat> Bloodfather. That's what I was going to do, because we, yes. we reviewed it, and he was that one. And I, I thought he was amazing in that. But um, I uh, heard that a lot of people thought he, like, improvised a lot of his, like, mannerisms and stuff like that in this movie. But he came out and said that no, pretty much everything he did was written exactly like that in the script. So like every little like oh well, and you know little tick that he does was in the script. Interesting. So that just goes to show how much the Cohen brothers put into their script. Right. Because like I think uh, they said that the same thing in the Big Lebowski. Uh, like um, Bridges said that you know all those f bombs that he dropped, every single one of them were in the script. Not one did he just blurt out and improvise. Yeah, I think they're two writers that know exactly what they want and how movies how they want their movie to come out and I more power to them that they put everything in the script and more power to William H. Macy for be, being able to pull off all the things that they had written down for him absolutely I and one of the with one of the things I liked about Macy was it's like anxiousness or nervousness throughout the movie Somebody will ask him a question, and he'll be like, uh, uh, like when the guy's asking him about the VIN number On the phone? Yeah. And he's oh like, my oh, God. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll fax him to you. Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, yeah, don't fax him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, and Dude. then he's like trying to like fatten the pencil so it doesn't come out as well. Yep. So good. There's a lot of small things like that that I, I really enjoyed about William H. Macy's character. We, we didn't talk about Frances McDormand. I had, I'd seen her in two movies now. And I'd seen them both within the ma- the past month. Oh, uh, three billboards. Three billboards. I still need to see that. After. It's okay. Yeah. I think it's I talked still about got it a good bit. review. I know. On it's, IMDb. It's got dude in on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh it, yeah. It, it's people love that movie. I think it's getting uh uh. It got Golden Globe nom- nomination really? for best picture of the year or something like that. It might just be personal choice. It might just one. be me. I just I don't think you know it, it, they they bounce a lot of dark topics on but, that. She's, a lot of dark topics, but yes, she's a very good actor, actress, actor. I think they do actor I think, now. I think they do. 
That the academy. <laughs> I think the academy mentions. Them oh, okay. as I thought you meant like ladies want to be called like they the they. actors guild or whatever. Put yeah. it as actors. The, it's, it's a n- gender gender neutral term. Now. Yeah. So yeah, she, I like uh, like she said. I think she did a great job too, and they did a good job with um, without really forcing it down your throat to show that even though she's kind of goofy, she's actually a really good cop because the first thing she does is they talk when uh, they are looking into the like murder of the trooper and then the two people in the car that you know that flipped over and that he had chased down like she goes and she's like oh well obviously the cop pulled him over two witnesses came by after they saw the killing and you know chase him down kill them um he's a pretty big guy if you look at the footprint and then she sees the other footprint up oh, there's two of them because this footprint's smaller so i mean just how easily she picks things up yep. where why the other cops just like oh yeah and then yeah. she, pick, she picks betcha. up on the uh, the defensive wound. She says the oh, hands yeah. are up. Yep. Um, and then also when she's talking to the other cop in the car, she's like, yep. oh, I think the you, lights are off or whatever. Yeah, right? She's like, I don't think you did a very good uh, police, police work oh, there. He thought the driver or the license. The DLR. DR. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's like, I don't think you did very good police work there. <laughs> I was cracking up. Oh, yeah. I was. So, OK. One thing I really wanted to talk about, because. We 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 talked about a lot of the dialogue and a lot about the script. What the hell was with the side tangential guy in the middle that she took to had a drink with? Yeah, or that was weird. Like it was like an old high school friend or something. I, no, I, I, yeah, I totally got. I, but like, yeah, I don't understand I d- what that was all about. I didn't understand it either. It was like an old high school friend that was just trying to get. I, I mean, obviously he wanted her. Cause like, oh, can I sit over here? Oh, no, I'd rather. Well, not. yeah, no. I, I mean, I I totally got that. <laughs> I, like, just... I don't understand why it was in the movie. Like it, the only other time it came into play is when she was talking. She's like, oh yeah, his wife died. She's like, oh, he was never married. He lives with his parents. Like, I nothing really ever came of nothing. it. Nothing. Yeah, nothing of that. Like, like maybe that was her reason to go to what was it, North Dakota. Minnesota? Minnesota, Minnesota, the the Twin Cities, yeah. Maybe that. I mean, yeah. She was in Minnesota, so say hi, because that was that was the guy who called her. Called middle, her in the middle of the night, yeah. And it was that just that whole arc made no sense to me whatsoever. And I, and I wonder, like, the only thing I could think of is if it was trying to show you that just sometimes people are crazy or something like that. But I don't know. And I, I maybe it was to show that she's faithful to her husband. I don't know. Uh, yeah, the I don't. Guy was I was clearly trying to. You know, get with her, and she's like, "No, you know, I'm good." Totally threw me for a loop because yeah. I was like, "This doesn't it, this." I mean, it didn't detract from the movie because it was what five minutes. If yeah, that it just didn't make a lot of sense. No, it was I just guess. random. Yeah, I mean, maybe there was a scene that was cut out that would have helped that. I don't know. Sure, but yeah, sure. I don't. I I didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, but I I mean, even the conversation that they had though. Like oh, it was awkward. It was awkward, and it was yeah. so perfect, though, because like we we I just want to go back to the script again, and it's just the writing and the dialogue between in between characters. It's you have at some parts this nice Minnesotan Canadian, like you know, like mid. Uh, they call it Nebraska nice. I don't know if it's like North Dakota nice as well. You guys ever heard that? Probably term? be like Midwest nice. Midwest, you know what I mean. Yeah. But like you know, this like even though she's a cop, and these like people are doing bad things she's always just a nice pleasant lady and has nice conversations with people i don't know and i, I just i don't know where i'm going with this but I'm pretty sure she's actually a cop in minnesota and not north dakota no, she's a cop she's in, in brainerd dakota. i don't know if that's in 
I think that's in North Dakota because they went to the Twin Cities to go. Yeah, well, that's Minneapolis and stuff like that. Minnesota is a state. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. It might. I'm not sure, actually, because I know they call it Fargo, and there's only, like, two minutes of scene in Fargo. It is in Minnesota. Brainerd is in Minnesota. Yeah, it's because she... They said the whole thing's in Minnesota, except for that first two-minute scene where he meets the guys. That's they're, they're in Fargo. There, I had I had read that um, the reason they called it Fargo was because it made far more sense than calling it Brainerd. Well, I think more people also know Fargo as yeah. a city too. So, uh, and Mike's looking it up right now. It looks like Brainerd is in Minnesota. So, yeah. yeah. It, and what's honestly kind of weird about this, though. Is it's not along the route from Minneapolis to Fargo, like it, it it is, but it's out of the way. Yeah, they probably just use cities to be honest. Like movies do that, where it's like, yeah, they're going southbound and they end up somewhere, but in real life they would have had to go north to get there. So well, I mean, sure, some, they do that. And I mean, yeah, I just I don't know. It's just it's weird. I don't it's know. a little out of the way. Yeah, well, that was what. <laughs> What was that? <laughs> and I think this movie gives one of the I don't know. most pop one of the most popular quotes of the last thirty years. Um, oh, that's your uh, must have been your accomplice in the wood chipper, eh? Um, I think, that's the most quotable line. Yeah, I think I've heard that line more than anything from really? this movie. Yeah, it I is, mean, yeah, I guess it, as far as this movie goes, for sure. Yeah. Um, so going to that scene. Um, you kind of you see, Buscemi's character is trying to double cross, yeah, by only giving him so much money, and then he walks out, and obviously shoots him, and then Marge kind of finds the car finally, and then he's putting him in the wood chipper, and you see all the blood, and you're like, well, that is that snow red or is that nope. dirt? And then no, it, I I knew exactly what was going on. Oh my god, I love that scene too. Oh yeah, when she's pointing the gun at him. <laughs> he can't. It's the police, and he just he can't, can't hear. hear. <laughs> yep. Oh my god, I was cracking up. That, um, and that's the thing about this movie is there wasn't necessarily stuff that was super funny. It's just in the delivery and the how the situation is. It's just like that's funny, yeah. right? That's exactly what I'm saying. It, it wasn't trying to be funny. It just happened. It came out that way, right? And I thought it was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I guess if you're reading this, if you're reading this script. You might not think necessarily think, oh, this is a funny scene. But once they act it out and they put everything into it, right. the dialogue, the actions, it's like, that's freaking hilarious. I mean, right. you wouldn't think that would be funny. And it's it's not like, it's not your slapstick. It's not your, it's not your Will Ferrell doing dumb things on camera. It's just a good delivery. Like, you I, can't I think the accents help like too. Yeah. Oh, like if somebody were saying some of that stuff just like this, you know. What, accents like are a, funny? Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> we but, did and, watch uh, Jim and Andy, so yeah, we did learn. But like when I mean, like with the accents and just how they talk, it's like when the one cop, not Marge, just I can't think of his name, like one of the other cops is talking to the guy, and he's like, "Oh yeah, he's probably up at Moose Lake, you know," and blah blah blah, and he just keeps going, and he's like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah," and he just keeps going, and he's like, "Oh, it looks like it's gonna be yep. cold here." And then they just walk away. That, yep. that scene was like, I'm sitting there. I was like, this is like awkward, but it's like funny. Cause like, he's trying to, he's like, Oh, the lake. He's like, no, he said he's going to be at Moose Lake. 
And then, like Brent says, it's just like they just stop talking. Yeah. Doesn't he say something like "end of story"? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like "end the story." <laughs> they just yeah stop talking and walk away from each other. Yep. It's like oh, there's I no guess, conclusion. I, to I it. guess it's over now. Yeah, it and, was so perfect. And there's a lot of characters like that where they just are talking and like they're not taking a breath. Like when Marge is talking to the two prostitutes, they're doing the same thing. And like after everything, she, she, she's she's like, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, mm-hmm. and they're just no breaths are being taken. They're just going. And yep. And I just I find that kind of funny. No, yeah. Ever I think I I can't think of a bad thing about this movie. I will be honest. Can you? Um, he didn't have much screen time, so he really didn't have a chance to do anything. But the little kid really was. Oh god, yeah, that relationship sucked with the kid. Yeah. And I don't think there was really anything bad. I'd say awkward or seemed out of place. Sure. About the movie. I think that's how the whole movie was supposed to be, though. It's yeah. awkward and almost out of place. So I like, think some of the sure. things they did. Because, I mean, and I guess camera wise, they didn't really do anything fancy. But there were. Like, this is a Deacons film. Did you know that? I didn't. Yeah. But there is, like. Doesn't Deacons do all of the <clears throat> Coen Brothers movies? Now that you say that, I think he does. <laughs> so that that does not surprise any of yeah. us, I mean. Yeah. No. And like I said, there's nothing like too fancy. It's just like wide shots of the snow that looked really cool. But or I, like I don't think they needed to do anything no, they really didn't. fancy for this. But there was like one scene where it wasn't anything special, but I still liked how it was set up when Marge and her husband, after this is like when they introduced Marge for the first time, and her and her husband are sitting there eating breakfast. <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> And, uh, you know, she gets up, leaves, and they pull the camera back, and you see him still eating, and her out in the car. You see her get out of the car, come back in, and mm-hmm. be like, hey, I need a jump, which is so such a Midwestern thing. We've all been there, where it's oh, like, yeah. so cold, and you come back in, and like, yeah, I need somebody to jump. Yeah, I just I need some help really quick. Just that, five minutes. That, that's another thing about this movie. Like, somebody from California can watch this movie and like it and love it, but if you're from somewhere like... Nebraska, Iowa, South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota. Th- some of the stuff that happens, you're like, oh, I've been there. Yep, I know what that's like. There. Yeah, getting shot in the mouth. Yeah, yep. putting somebody in a wood chipper. Uh, you know, things happen. <laughs> Here comes the FBI. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I mean, I th- uh, it didn't feel like a Deacons movie, though, because didn't he just do. Yes, Blade Runner 2049. That movie is so beautiful, and it's. Completely different, I know, because that is a sci-fi yeah. future movie. Whatever. Well, it's like I said, there was nothing really fancy, but there were still like shots that were oh, framed beautifully. Yeah, I mean, like framing is excellent, and yeah, it just yeah, I think it kind of shows you how much Roger Deakins can do. He could do basic movies like Fargo, and then go do a sci-fi thriller like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Absolutely. Well, one the one shot that I think s- sticks out to me is. It's a wide shot of a car driving down the highway, and it's it's a super wide shot, and all you see is the sky, and at the very bottom of the frame is the car and the road. Like, there's no ground whatsoever, and I was like, that's an interesting way to frame this. And I don't know why, but that... Well, they're just showing you all the snow. The and vastness and emptiness of Fargo and North Dakota, the... I just thought that was really interesting. For it's some middle reason. of winter, it's all snow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, dude, y'all wake up this morning and see snow. By the way, by the by, it was. Um, well, it wasn't really snow. Well, uh, was uh, there like was, it was there's a dusting. Uh, for all you viewers who don't live in Nebraska, yeah. it was snowing at ten thirty today. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so Mike was up at 1030. No, no, I was up at eight. Actually. Wow, uh, impressive! I got drunk last night. Oh, and because I, you were throwing up. No, I, I, threw, <laughs> I threw up last night. Actually, I, I every time I lay down and I'm drunk, I get the spins, and then it's just game over, man. Game over, man. Mm-hmm. You were mixing, weren't you? Yes, yes, I was. It's your problem. Well, it, you know, didn't think about it. Beer before liquor, never been sicker. That was what it was. Well, it was cider, which apparently is a beer. <laughs> what? Like hard apple cider? Yeah. 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 Didn't know that. Yeah. It's a beer. Yeah. Yeah. It's because it's a cider doesn't make it not a beer. Well, well tell that to the people <laughs> who make fun of me for drinking cider all the time. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, is there m- more things you guys want to say about uh, Fargo? Do you guys want to wrap this up? I don't really know if there is too much to say. I mean, like, I guess maybe we should find something negative. Um, I don't know. There wasn't really much of a relationship with the son. Like, he kind of seemed like he was a character that didn't even need to be in this movie right um i'd agree with the son and then i'd kind of say the father-in-law and his friend i mean yeah they're necessary for the to like further the story but i just i i couldn't care for i actually enjoyed the scenes with him them and like uh william h macy because like even when they're talking about the kidnapping and how they're gonna pay and stuff like that it's like a business meeting it's like well you know it's my deal. It's my deal. I got to do this like right. this. And he's like, you know, I, I actually agree with uh, Wade on this one. I think maybe he should do it. And it's like, you know, it's, it's again, them trying to cut right. him out of the deal like he had one earlier. And they're cutting him out. And I, like I said, it's all business to them, which was actually kind of an interesting thing to see. No, absolutely. I, I think seeing that relationship earlier in the film and then coming back to it, I was like, oh, this is perfect. This is so perfect. But... Yeah, it's it's almost identical. Yeah, to what happens. Yeah, when I mean, he's trying to give him the business deal. I think they were really crappy characters, though. Like, I would love to see a little bit more with their backstory and stuff. But yeah, you know, I'd agree with that. But yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna fault it for that. Yeah, like there's not there wasn't really too much bad with this movie. Like I earlier, you said you don't like the cut to black and stuff like that. They could have did something different with that. Sure. But, like I said, not really too much negative with this movie. It was. All around, I think, a great movie. It had great drama. It had great comedy. I mean, it really wasn't action, but there were action-ish scenes. Yep. Yeah, and I think all that shows, um, I think in all, it was nominated for six Oscars. They won two. Best writing. Um, is that screenplay? Yep, best uh, best writing directly for a screenplay. Okay. And uh, best actress in a leading role. Screen. Yeah. Which makes sense. I think both. I don't know Which, who else was up that year, but kind of surprised me because I thought I thought she played it well, but I didn't honestly see a whole lot of range. Which I don't know. Like, I don't know if you guys feel I don't the same know way what about else that. Was but. up that year, so maybe it wasn't stiff competition. But I think a lot you of it also is up, Mike. Yeah, well, a lot of it also is like her just being Minnesotan when she's not Minnesotan. You know what I mean? Like, sure. People. Yeah, hey, uh, Cuba Gooding won that year. Oh, for Jerry Maguire. Oh, show me the money. Oh. But other movies: Diane Keaton in Marvin's Room, Kristen Scott Thomas for The English Patient, Emily Watson for Breaking the Waves, and Brenda Blethyn for Secrets and Lies. So I don't think I've seen really. any of those. Movies. I have heard of zero of those movies. <laughs> I've heard of well, two uh, of those. English Patient. I've heard of and Marvin's Room. It. I've heard. Um, so it's. 
not surprising that she won. Sure. Because of it doesn't seem like it was that great of a year for actresses in a leading role, but then again, she was really good in this movie. I mean, if you think about it, though, like, if this movie, shot for shot, line for line, was the same, but a different act or a different director and writer, and it wasn't the Coen brothers, I don't know. Of course, was this their first nominated movie? Or was I it, will I, have to go back and look. I think Raising Arizona might have been nominated Raising Arizona for something. Was. So, like, I'm thinking maybe if it was somebody else, maybe this might not have even been nominated because... It's a great movie, but it's not really an Oscar bait movie. And it's no. it, it seems very short for Oscar movies. Yeah, it was only what an hour and a half. Or I, something like hour thirty eight. I was surprised how short it was. I was yeah. expecting it like a two, two fifteen, two twenty movie. I don't know why, but for some reason I always thought that this was a really long movie. I thought Me it too. was like a three hour movie. Yeah. And then I picked it up on Tuesday or Thursday whenever I watched it and I was like, Wow, I really do not need to sit down and Right, like I don't need to dedicate an, an evening to yeah, this. It was it was a nice change to, it, from the two and a half hour movies that we've been watching. Well, not only mm-hmm. that, it was like an hour forty at most, but it was also a quick hour forty. Yeah. Like it was there wasn't really moments that Paced. dragged you down, and you're like, oh, is this over yet? Paced very over? well, right? Like I'll be honest, sometimes I have a hard time like picking up my phone in the movie, or not picking up my phone yeah. rather. Yeah. And this one, I don't think I touched my phone once because I was like, I actually I did because I was like. Is that really Francis McDormand? Like, I, and I had to like go through a filmography. I was like, "Oh my god, it is! Look at this! The movie did well." Uh, let's rate it. Okay. So, do you want to go first or last? I'll go last. Okay. Go ahead, Mike. Okay. Wow. Yeah, you, I don't think you ever go first. I think well, he always goes first. <laughs> um. Yeah. I take it. I'm gonna give this film. Goodness, I was not prepared for me to go first. Oh. I want to say like a... 11. No, <laughs> I'm going to give it a 8.25. These ones go to 11. 8.25, because I I really enjoyed it. It, it, is, it is a little disappointing that it's not a true story, even though it... Says it is. Right. Yeah. So I, I've morally obligated uh, to dock it it would have been somewhat. An, it would have been an 8.5 if it was actually true. i think so, so like actually. Uh, you take off a point for a musical yeah yeah <laughs> and or I, if they say it's uh you know a true story and it's not that's a 0.25 mm-hmm. uh doc right there exactly i got i got an entire grading system <laughs> i can run you guys through it sometimes <laughs> no, we're gonna I, have to write this down <laughs> this is gonna be just a dumb scale <laughs> this is gonna be such a dumb scale it's a musical that says it's based on a true story mm, okay. mm-hmm. yeah, right <laughs> it's animated so and that's 0. 0.75 that, was it another uh, another one if it doesn't have boobs in it was yeah they, your docket yeah uh, oh this uh, did this one have boobs uh they didn't show them but there was no they like, didn't show them there was a backside when she runs away right so i'll count it okay yeah i'll count it all right um no i i think this is a very solid movie i want to re- revisit this because i think it might deserve a little higher i haven't decided yet and I, like i said i wasn't really prepared because i had watched it and i was like damn there's not like this isn't a movie i think i would typically like yeah, but it was just so solid and well done that I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. So, so I don't I don't know how I feel. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like this we, is basically a movie that if we didn't have to watch it for the podcast, you probably would have never have seen it. Probably not. Probably not. it's 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 like one of those movies that Aaron's like, oh, you should watch it, and I'm like, Aaron, we don't like the same thing, buddy. <laughs> I, I've had honestly, I've had this movie. So 
for about 10 years. And you haven't watched it. No. You bought it and you went out and bought it. I bought it like 10 years ago. I saw it in, at CD Trade Post one day and I was like, hey, this won an Oscar. I've heard it's really good. I'm going to buy it and I'm going to watch it. 10 years later, <laughs> I finally watched it. That's See, and funny. that's the thing. Like I said, I've seen parts of it. But like I think one of the reasons I avoided watching this movie from start to finish was because, like I said earlier, for some reason I thought it was like a three-hour movie. Right. Like, I really don't want to sit through three hours, you know? Especially like, of the Great North. Yeah, but like hour and a half. I don't know why I thought it was three hours, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, 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 this is definitely something that I, I want to revisit, which is kind of surprising. Yeah. Brent, yeah. What's, your, what's your score? Uh, like, like I said, it's hard to find negative stuff in this movie. Writing, like, I don't know, the Coen brothers are just great at what they do is that like I don't think there's been too many Coen brother movies that I've seen where I'm like you know this the writing the dialogue right. seems kind of off which sure. is always a good thing I'm going to give this oh a nine you betcha oh nine you betcha you betcha oh don't you know that's don't a good you know. score oh Steven what about you buddy so kind of um what I do for my movies lately um because I have a movie app on my phone that sure. I can put scan the barcodes of all my DVDs and Blu-rays, and then I can go through and rate them, and then uh, it shows me which movies I haven't seen yet. Um, and th- Fargo was one of them, and I was looking through it, and it was I was gonna pick a Coen Brother movie, so it was between this and Miller's Crossing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad I picked this movie. Um, Obviously, because I haven't seen it sure. since I bought it ten years Absolutely. ago. Absolutely, <laughs> <Yeah, right. laughs> it's it's about time. <laughs> but I love the Coen Brothers; they're just amazing. Um, acting in this is great. Um, so I am going to give it a <gasps> eight point five. Wow, I dig it! I dig it. You know, it'd been funny. What's that? You, 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 but, he picks up the the disc or the not the disc, the box. Ten years later. There's no disc in it. <laughs> or it's a funny, different movie. Funny thing. Funny thing. I have bought this movie twice. What? <laughs> I bought it 10 years ago. Oh, I bought it on eBay 10 years ago. Opened it up. It did not have Fargo in it. It was a different movie. And I was like, what? Uh-huh. So I threw it away. <laughs> Maybe it was a good movie. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was. It was it was so long ago. And I went to City Trade Post and I bought it again. That's funny. Chicago. Yeah. That's funny as but, heck. But I have to agree with you. I would definitely watch this again to yeah. kind of like pick through it. Uh, what about you? Would you watch this, this, this? Yeah, I'd watch it again. I mean, not like tomorrow, but I'd watch. Yeah, I mean. It, Revisit it yeah, in a it, year or so? Well, not even. It's a movie where if somebody was like, hey, uh, I want to watch Fargo. I'd be like, all right, let's watch Fargo. Like, it's not a movie that I think I would have to wait a year for, but it's not. Also, necessarily a movie that I'm going to be like, oh yeah, I have to watch this before the year's up again. Did this you know? uh, get top ten? This is top fifteen. Top fifteen. Nice. Top fifteen. This or the Truman Show? I haven't seen the Truman Show, oh. so I can't say. Well, I love Jim Carrey, so that one's really hard. I'd for say me. the Truman Show, personally. Like the Truman Show. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Like, pr- maybe the Truman Show just because I like Jim Carrey. Sure. I don't think I was on that episode. You're right. But I probably would have gave the Truman Show a similar score to this one. Okay. So. This yeah. or Seven Psychopaths? Oh. Ooh, that's a tough one. Probably Seven Psychopaths just because 
I really love that movie. And like I think if I'm looking for more action and just straight straight out laugh, sure. I would go with Seven Psychopaths. Okay. I'd say Seven Psychopaths just for that uh graveyard scene reenactment. <laughs> oh I, th- I that's I think that's definitely a funnier movie. Yeah. But I think, I think that Fargo's better made. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Seven Psychopaths is funnier, but Fargo is is more complete. Yeah, I I guess it would have to be what type of movie are you? Right. Feeling uh, obviously day? those are two different types of movies. Last one I'll do is God, there's so many good ones to choose from. This or The Usual Suspects. I'd watch Fargo probably. This. Like I Usual Suspects isn't a bad movie. I like it, but I don't know if that's really a movie I necessarily need to see again. Yeah, and screw Kevin Spacey, right? Right. <laughs> Actually, For, one more. I one more. forgot about him. One more. <laughs> <laughs> this or American Gladiators. Gladiators. Thank you. I've been trying to do that for so long and no one. You finally got the right crowd for it. <laughs> right. The be- this is the best episode we've had. I'm almost positive about that. Uh, so the final score, by the way, guys, was 8.63. Nope. 6.3? How the heck? 8.59. That's kind of a- along the lines of what Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb had yeah. for it. Yeah. What? Oh, what the heck? Well. I don't know. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's the episode of Fargo. Check us out online, uh, nothingbutrealreviews.com. Also on Facebook, Nothing But Real Reviews. Uh, we are going to take a two- or three-week break. We will be back uh, beginning of the new year with a brand-new review of Star Wars The Last Jedi for sure. So be here. Be prepared for that. Last time yeah. we did a Star Wars... The Force Awakens, the the last time we did that one, that was an hour and a half episode. Yeah, it was Which, a round table that got pretty heated. So, uh, um, and and I, a nine point five was thrown out. Yeah, Whew. yeah, there I was also, many jokes about that. I also realized that was one of our early movies, and I think I overrated a lot of the early movies because I'm pretty I, sure I overrated that. I think I did too. Well, I think we went back and. But like I, don't, I did that for a lot of the early movies. Like I think I would almost like to go back and change scores because at first I think I overrated movies, and then trying to even it out, I might have underrated some movies. Sure. I think now I'm in a nice little spot. Yeah, know, yeah. We get, got into a groove. 150 episodes in. Yeah. yeah. No, but I, I definitely know what you mean because like you don't you don't have a baseline at that point. Yeah. You know? Well, your average for the longest time was seven. It so. still is. <laughs> it still is. <laughs> Uh, Seven is an average film. Average is five. Nope. Not how I do things. Okay. Uh, So make sure to uh, rate, review us, and subscribe on iTunes to get us out. iTunes, Podbean, search us online. You can get us on any streamable device, pretty much. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, Tell us what you're thinking. Absolutely. Uh, (laughs) Anything Anything else? I don't think so. That's it. Someone in the show. Tell your friends, don't you know? Let's go. But inconspicuously through the window. Lady, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. Okay, that's it. Where you guys? I'm going home. Game over, man. Game over. What are we going to do now? What are we going to do? Good night and good luck. Thanks for listening to another episode of Nothing But Real Reviews and More. Remember to like us on Twitter and Facebook and subscribe and rate on iTunes. You're still here? 
It's over. Go home. Go.